0: I love a good 5.30 a.m. morning, peaceful, quiet workout, but a lot of times that isn't doable. That's not on the agenda. Things happen, so you shift gears and you find what, and you find what does work, and whenever you think of movement, it doesn't necessarily have to be a workout. You can find other ways to move, you know, dancing, going for a walk, hiking.
1: Being the mom you want to be doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about building healthy self care habits, overcoming mindset roadblocks, and finding support. Welcome to Habit Maker Mama. It's the go to podcast for busy moms who want to care for themselves. I'm your host, Heather Kerwin, and I'm a mother of three, pilot wife, and physician assistant. Together, we are going to redefine self care so you can be the mom you want to be. Let's transform how you care for yourself with starting right now. When it comes to fitness, many moms wonder, when is the best time to work out? And when can I actually get my workout in? Do I need to get up first thing in the morning for a 30-minute session to have improvements in my health? Today, we want to uncover if planning movement within our day at a certain time can boost our physical or mental health we have guest Jennifer Scritchfield here to discuss the science behind the best time for moms to work out. Jennifer is a wife and mother of two. She is a certified personal trainer, group fitness instructor of eight years, and founder of JFIT Training. She has always loved health and fitness. She enjoys helping people gain strength and confidence, and most importantly, feel happy and healthy.
0: Hi, Jen. I'm so glad that you're here today. Hey, it's good to be here with you. Tell
1: us a little bit about you, where you're from, and kind of your
0: journey to starting Gen J Fit. Yeah, so I am, like you said, I'm Jennifer Scritchfield, and I am a certified personal trainer and owner of J Fit. I help women to gain strength and confidence through quick and effective workouts, And I, so I started out, I actually have my bachelor's degree in dental hygiene. So I'm a dental hygienist as well. That's where I started out. Teeth care is
1: very important too.
0: (laughs) It is all interrelated. You're, you're everything, your whole body, it's all connected. So, um, so that's where I started out. And I was just always, it's always like I was searching for something more. And I would have women reach out to me about workouts and things. And I was like, you know, I, I have this drive to want to do this. So, and um, that's where I found my passion. I got, so I, I got my certification in personal training, um, group fitness instructor, and then also have taken some courses and, um, further certifications through pre and postnatal, focusing mainly on women's health. So I've just found my passion in sharing that health and fitness advice with other women. So I have been a personal trainer and group fitness instructor for eight years now. And it's been just so fulfilling to see the changes of, and through the years, the way that my journey has changed. And then, um, just the outlook that I have seen change through fitness over the years, becoming a mom, things like that. So, um, I have, like you said, I have two young children. We live in Ripley, West Virginia. So we're small town. So I saw this great need in this area, you know, our community for women to have a place. To not feel intimidated by going to the gym and to be able to have that information and that knowledge to kind of empower them. So that's that's a lot of where where that came from is just seeing that there was a need for this for women to find their strength, find their confidence. And like you said, it's sustainable. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing approach to health and fitness. So that's kind of where um where that came from. And um that's and like I said with motherhood, the my journey has changed through the years. So that's where the JFit kind of came into play is once I became a mother, I realized, you know, the going to the gym, getting in those long gym workouts is not always attainable. So basing it more towards busy one, busy women and helping you fit that into your schedule, which is kind of, um, you know, what you're talking about today, just. How, where can you fit this into your schedule? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And how old are
1: your kiddos now?
0: So I have a two-year-old. Um, we just actually started potty training, so that is a <laughs> that's, that's so an fun. <laughs> and a four-year-old that just um started preschool. So we oh, had big changes this year. <laughs> amazing. So
1: your um your two are similar age of my older two. So that's so fun that we are kind of going through this together. And I just love your journey, Jen, and hearing about how you started. Gen J fit and that it was really um from being a mom and from having those habits change and from really saying, hey, I know that there are other moms and women who are in a similar path as me and who deserve to have that fitness component in their life because it makes me feel good. I bet it would make them feel good. So, you know, something I've really been thinking about when it comes to our health is if there is a certain time of the day when we would reap more benefit from working out than another. And so I'd love to hear from you as the expert. Is there any research on the best time to work out that you know about?
0: Yeah, so there is a lot of debate on this topic. So there's one theory that um, early mornings are better. They were In research, they've been better to seem um, better in fat burn. So women have had an increase in fat burn by doing the morning workouts. Um and then comparable to the evening, an evening time of day to work out, they saw bigger gains in up and building strength and power, muscular endurance, and that is related to uh, you have more strength a little later in the day. You've had more fuel in your body by the end of the day that kind of thing. You could say that it depends on your goals. So if you're, you know, looking to build more strength, lift more weight, that kind of thing, it may be an evening workout, Would you would get more result from that. Um, and if you're looking more to burn more fat, then the morning may be better for you. So of course it does, it varies person to person. Another thing that you might see in the research is that is the evening workouts could disrupt sleep cycle. So if you're working out too late in the day, it could disrupt your sleep cycle. That also is a personal thing. Some people say working out later in the day, they report that they sleep better. Um, There is also some research in that working out at the same time every day kind of helps with that circadian rhythm. Mainly it's whatever works best for your schedule. What are you going to stay consistent with? So it's more about consistency and when you feel your best personally. So If you feel like mornings are better, um, because if you wait until the end of the day, you're tired from your long day and you're going to put that workout off, then the morning may be better. If you're too tired in the morning to really put a lot of effort into your workout, or you're maybe more likely to skip that morning workout and hit the snooze, then hit that evening workout. So whatever is best for your schedule, of course, as you know, whatever is best for your schedule, that is where you're going to see the most benefit, more so than what you know, research shows, morning or evening workouts. So whatever is good for you, that's what's good. That is the best time to get that workout in. That's awesome. And I think that's um, th-
1: there are so many great things that you mentioned here. So number one, goal dependency. You know, what What are you trying to achieve? And I don't know about you, but having a, um, for me, four-year-old, two-year-old, two-month-old, my goal is to move my body, to boost my mood because it makes me feel good. At this stage in life, you know, or at least right now, fat burn is not my number one. Um, I would like to be strong, but it's, I'm not necessarily trying to enter uh, a lifting contest or something like this. So for me, it's all about mood. And I love how you really say whatever is consistent in your schedule, whatever works best for you and works best in your life. It doesn't have to be about something where it's, okay, I got to force myself up to get up 5 a.m. because that's what they say. That's what the research says. It's going to make me lose the weight or do this or that. Well, if that's not consistent and you can't actually do that with some sense of enjoyment, is that really best
0: for you? Exactly. So it's what is attainable and what is realistic for you? Um, And I think that goes a lot into why people quit, why you give up and why you don't look forward to it is because you're trying to do what you think should be done rather than what works best for you or what fits your schedule the best. And that's why I love love good 30-minute workouts. I love the on-demand option to have. I love that, you know, you can work out from home. There's so many options now to work out from home. Just grab it, do it, and do something that fits more into your lifestyle rather than trying to change your life around to fit your workouts.
1: Yeah. And and for me personally, that was a big perspective shift. Um, before kids, I was somebody who would wake up almost religiously at 5 a.m., either go to a class or go running with friends. And for me, it was like clockwork. I could very well control my schedule, 10 p.m. in bed, up at 5 a.m., do my workout, check it off, feel good. Um, and it, it wasn't very difficult because I was in such the habit of doing that. But then when I had my kids, you know, sleep became less, that consistency. Now I needed to find some child care so that I could go to some sort of running or class or whatever it may be. And that was not sustainable or attainable. And I was becoming so frustrated because I kept thinking, oh, I just I want to do my workout. I can't do this. You know, I don't have an option. Um, but it was because my perspective was all wrong. I kept trying to force myself into thinking I needed to do what I had done in the past, but instead of saying, how could I change this? What would work in my life now? Do you find that um, a lot of moms kind of need a perspective shift, maybe from
0: what they had been doing to what they could be doing now? Yeah. And so that's, you're taking me back to whenever I remember when I was postpartum and that just navigating that challenge and that finding and that balance and routine, like you say, Um, and and you have in your mind that you still need to go to the gym or you still need to go to that running group or all of your progress is gone, like it's done and you're never going to get that back again. But instead, like you say, let's shift it, shift that mindset into what what can we do in this season of life that we're in do the best with what we have and where you're at. So, where where are you at in your in your season of life right now? You know, I personally, like you say, I love a good 5:30 a.m. morning, peaceful, quiet workout. But a lot of times that isn't doable. That's not on the agenda. Things happen, so you shift gears and you find what and you find what does work. And whenever you think of movement, it doesn't necessarily have to be a workout. You can find other ways to move, you know, dancing, going for a walk, hiking. I remember being um, being a new mom and do, working on my pelvic floor work with the baby on your belly on your, you know, doing some tummy time, the baby on your belly and doing some, you know, deep core pelvic floor work. So, and, and you can find beauty in that, find beauty in the journey and always remind yourself, reminding yourself to always try to remind my clients this as well. Think of the season that you're in, and that's what you—that's what you're working towards. That's what you're working with, and it's so short. The, every season is so short. If you love the gym, you'll be back into the gym one day. But right now, make the best of it, and don't think, "Okay, I'm just going to wait until things can be perfect and I can do this these perfect gym workouts that I used to do." So find what fits into your schedule now. You know, like you said, shifting that perfection mentality um and switch into what fits into your schedule at this season of life what fits into your lifestyle and then making the most of that and moving forward in that way
1: yeah that's that's so wonderful and i love the mindset that you set up right there you know how beautiful it can be to find some joy in some of those really small moments like doing tummy time deep core work and that that can really give you this sense of fulfillment and strength from doing that it might not have been you know, maybe you were previously were a CrossFitter, but now, hey, deep TVA core work can be an incredible thing and can make you feel good if you kind of get that perspective of it um, and take the time to find what makes you feel good. You know, if that movement, you know, previously was running, well, maybe now it's walking with your kids, but it's it's something that's on a similar similar path, um, but it just might have to be altered a little bit. So I really love how you do that. Now. You and I, I think, are birds of a feather in that we enjoy movement and it makes us happy and it's kind of a go-to self-care for us. But what about for those moms who are really like, oh, I just don't like working out. It's not fun for me. It's not my self-care. It's more of a, I should do it. Do you think there's any way to view it less of a chore and to change the mindset around it?
0: Yeah, so... I think this a lot of this goes back to, um, you know, we see exercise as a form of punishment. We've always been um, taught that, it, you know, it's like working out exercise as a way to work off foods or to make your body look a certain way, um, you know, so then this creates this really bad relationship around exercise, around workout, around movement, because you're just seeing this as a way to change your body or as a way to work things off. Um, so then, whenever that doesn't happen, when you don't get those six pack abs, <laughs> you don't get your pre pre baby body back after you start these exercises for a week. You know, you feel like you're hitting them hardcore, and it's like, why don't I look this way that I think that I should? Um, then you feel so discouraged, or it's like it, you feel so discouraged in your journey. So then you you learn you develop this relationship where you hate you hate exercising. Because it's not, you're not getting from that point A to point B in that short amount of time. So when you change that mindset, you shift that mindset to, I'm doing this to care for my body, to take care of my body so that I can have the energy to keep up with my kids so that I can, I can have the, the strength to lift them up. They get bigger and it's hard. I mean, lifting up that baby carrier, like the car seat, that's a workout in itself. You have to train for that picking them up out of their cribs as they get bigger, you know, it's that, you know, seeing it as a way that you are taking care of yourself and t- and see it as how do you feel? How do you feel whenever you get those things, um, get those things done? And I, I hate to say workouts, because just movement in general, just getting in walk, sticking them in the baby car- carrier, going for a walk, Feeling, seeing how you feel and and helping you be a better mom, a better wife, it boosts your energy and it just makes you feel better. So, switching that mindset of, I'm doing this to change my body, to I'm doing this to take care of my body so that I can do the things that I need to do.
1: I can really relate a lot to that. You know, my first um, time postpartum with my oldest son, I really had the mindset of, okay, I need to work out so that I can lose this baby weight, so that I can get back to what I was before, so that I can, you know, really feel like I bounced back. You know, all those things that now, third time around, I have really um, changed my mindset so much. And, um, you know, for example, I I am back to working out, yay. That's really exciting for me because I enjoy it. But I started to feel frustrated because I, I kept looking, you know, at the steel and thinking, darn, this, this scale is not going anywhere. And I said, well, why, why am I making the scale my, my endpoint goal? Why am I choosing that as my goal? Why don't I choose something different that would make me feel happy when I'm seeing the results of it, as opposed to something that's just making me feel bad, despite the fact that I'm doing something healthy and good for myself? So instead, I started to reframe it as, okay, well, how many minutes am I able to run for consecutively without, you know, needing to stop or without having any discomfort? And, you know, I went from pure walking and I enjoy running. So this was a nice goal for me to then five minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes. And now I'm up to 30. And that feels like such a more enjoyable goal and endpoint to be working towards instead of saying, huh. I'm getting on the scale and it still shows this and it still shows this and it still shows this. Like there's so much going on in that postpartum phase, hormones, et cetera, et cetera. This is not a fair goal to myself right now. You know, stop putting this unrealistic expectation so that I can actually enjoy my movement, which is something I love and makes me feel so good. Um, And so I appreciated hearing that from you about how to not view it as a chore and the other ways we can measure change you know, being able to lift up a car seat, being able to carry all the groceries. And in, in one trip, you know, things like that could feel really cool as goals and actually make you feel strong um, in a way that's not, you know, cutting you down every time you don't reach that goal.
0: Yes. So when you focus more on how those like workouts make you feel rather than the scale or weight loss only, then you you feel that success. And when you feel success, you want to keep going. When you feel successful in anything, you want to keep going. So that's whenever you shift that into that and find things that you enjoy too. So if you hate running, don't pick running as the thing that you're gonna get into. If you hate burpees and um, you know, don't 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 be doing don't do burpees if like in mornings. If you hate mornings, don't pick mornings as your workout time. Um pick things that you enjoy doing, things that are fun. You know, if you like dancing, if you like hiking, if you like um do you like running, do running. So it's finding something that you enjoy and you're going to look forward to. If you hate running and you pick running as your the thing that you're going to do, you're not going to stick to it because you're going to be like, I am not looking forward to doing that and I'm not going to go do it. I will find every excuse not to do it.
1: Exactly. And I think if your goal, like we mentioned at the very beginning when we were talking, if your goal is consistency and sustainability, then you can kind of throw the rule book out the window as far as, well, when should I work out and how long should I be working out? Because those, in my opinion, and you correct me if I'm wrong, have much more of a connotation of um, fat loss or weight loss, which, you know, can be an important goal if that's something that you need to work on. But if you want consistency and sustainability as your goal, you know, maybe instead you're measuring how many days you're able to enjoy movement or something like that. You're checking off that box. And then you're saying to yourself, wow, look, I did 30 days where I enjoyed moving. That's so cool. I'm going to keep going. And you create that cycle where you're able to just keep going and keep going. And then you try new things because you start to up level. Maybe you hated the burpees at the beginning, but now you're saying, okay, well, you know, no, I actually like movement. So maybe I'll give it a try again. And then you try and you're like, okay, that actually felt great. I'm going to keep doing it or, you know, whatever it is. Um, that snowball is really cool. Do you, do you see the snowball happen in your clients?
0: Absolutely. So, and that's, um, that goes back to that all or nothing mentality and that perfection mentality of, um, you know, people will get started and you are all gung ho, gung ho. Like I'm going to do five workouts this week, every single day. I'm going to hit them good. And then it's like, that didn't happen. So, well, I give up on that. So that's why I with, um, with my clients, I like to start with like, okay, let's set a realistic goal. What's your week look like? Are you busy this day and this day? What does your week look like? Set it out, write it on the calendar, plan it in your calendar, put it on there and write it out. You're going to do, you know, start with 10 minutes, start with 10 minutes, See how that feels. And that's going to want you to keep going. That's going to make you keep going. And sometimes you get into that 10 minutes and you want to keep going. Um, But setting that goal, realistic goals and hitting that 10 minutes and you feel good, you hit that goal. So then next week, it's like, okay, what's next week look like? You know, now you're you're starting um, to create those, create that habit of getting in some movement. So next week, let's do, you know, two workouts that week or let's do, um, you know, up maybe the 10 minutes to 20 minutes, the 30 minutes. So you kind of you're building on that habit each week or each every couple weeks, and so it doesn't seem so overwhelming all at once. This huge, I think that's a lot of times what we get caught up in is this huge transformation overnight. Like you're gonna you're getting this diet, you're gonna start this workout plan, everything's going be gonna be perfect, and you do it for a week, and then then things life happens, and then don't. So then you give up because you feel discouraged. So when you can set those smaller goals, like you said, the snowball, you set that smaller goal, you hit that smaller goal, then you set the next goal for the next week. And it has to be realistic. It has to be realistic for your schedule. Um, and that's how that's how you stick with it. That's how you stay with that consistency in everything, really. I mean, you you know, it plays in everything in life that setting those small goals, those small attainable goals that are sustainable in life and you stick with that and you build on that every week and before you know it it's just part of your life and if you don't do it you miss it (laughs) totally and I think we forget
1: how many habits it requires to get that workout just started. You know, you have to um, have your your running shoes on or ready, or, you know, your workout shoes on and ready. You need to have your your clothes on. You need to get the kids situated and settled. Um, You need to have your water bottle ready to go. Like there's a lot of habits. And so if you start with that 10 minute timeframe, well, really you're getting in the habit of practicing all those little habits that get you to the starting line, that just get you to that point. And so if you get really good at those ones and they become second nature, You no longer have to think so much about them. And now you get to focus on kind of the actual workout part of it or the movement part of it and finding enjoyment in that. And so there's a lot to be said about those starting habits that help get you to where the starting line just is. And that part of it, I think, can really help moms incorporate movement into their day and like the tips you just gave us. Are there any
0: more tips you have about how moms can incorporate movement into their day? yeah so, um, and that uh one thing I like to say too, is that um, oh, sometimes you'll downplay those ten minutes. it's like, well, if all I can do is ten minutes i'm not gonna I'm just not gonna do it, but that short that long term consistency will beat over that short term intensity, so just you know getting an hour workout for you know once a week, you're gonna get more benefit from doing that ten minutes every day, so never downplay that all movement is good movement, so um as busy moms and you're trying to fit in movement throughout your day those 10 minute short bursts is going to be better if you can fit that into your day going for a short walk if you have your kids with you and you're they're not cooperating with that workout you're trying to do you could do set up an obstacle course you can have a race with your kids i know sometimes you can use your use your kids as a weight if you're if they're being cranky, start doing some squats and raising them kids up in the air and they're going to, they're going to straighten right up because they're having fun and you're instilling those habits in them as well, because they're seeing the importance of moving their body. They're watching, they're watching everything we do. So, um, you know, having them count your reps, I've done that with my four-year-old, um, having them practice counting, like, okay, count how many pushups mommy can do. And it, it makes it so much, so fun for them or have them set a timer, Hey, set a timer and see how long it takes me to do this letting them ride their bike and you're going for your walk and they're learning how to do new things. So it just all changes all throughout that, throughout your journey, throughout your season and finding the beauty in that. I
1: love that. What we do, a um, 15-minute dance party as part of our bedtime routine situation. I get them all riled up and then we kind of transition into the calm things. But it's one of my favorite parts of the day, you know, just having us all jump around. We're so goofy. It's so fun. I'm not looking at it as this, oh, like a whole intense exercise session. It's just fun. It's just really fun. And they're so cute and dancing and, um, you know, movement can be incorporated, like you've said so many times, in just fun ways. And every every bit counts. It doesn't have to be a big quote unquote workout. So I love your perspective on that and how you share that with us. So my last question for you, what is your favorite self-care activity?
0: And that is, that's a great question. And I think, you know, where I'm coming, where I'm coming with this one, but movement, <laughs> our bodies are made to move. We, we need it. Our bodies crave it. If you're sore, move. If you're tired, move. If you, your mood's down, move. And bonus points, if you can get outside to move, because then you're getting that vitamin D and you're just, it it's uplifting for everyone. That's what I say. If you're grouchy, your kids are grouchy, go outside. Just go outside and everything changes. Yes. Um, but definitely movement. And I think when you say self-care, a lot of people go back to um, they think maybe they don't have time for it. It's, it's lavish nail appointments, massage appointments. But what it is, is just those basic care needs for yourself. The three rules I like to live by are, um, you know, getting in more movement, drinking more water, and just take 10 minutes to yourself every day. And that right there, if you're checking off those boxes, you're going to feel great. I promise. I know it doesn't seem huge. It's not a massage appointment. It's not a huge, it's not a spa day. But if you are, are taking the time to really focus on those three things, I promise it will change your day. It will change your day completely.
1: Absolutely. And in that 10 minutes of me time, you might be able to get yourself a little day, put a little mask on, you know, exactly. take a little bubble bath. It's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. And that's such a beautiful perspective and three great um, daily activities that you've encouraged us to do. So I hope that um, moms who have listened today would just take away. 10 minutes today 10 minutes of some movement that you would want to do whether you want to just turn on your favorite song and dance around whether you want to get outside and run in run circles with your kids whatever it is try 10 minutes and see how it makes you feel thank you Jen so much for joining us today it has been an absolute pleasure
0: thank you for having me and it's been so fun to learn your take on habits and I love that you do this for our moms If you're loving the Habit Maker Mama podcast, I want to invite you to check
1: out our free five-day self-care plan so you can jumpstart your journey to incorporating self-care into your day as a busy mom. You can head to habitmakermama.com forward slash prioritize yourself challenge or head to the link in the show notes. You'll receive daily support to help you in starting on your journey to caring for yourself. Again, head to habitmakermama.com. See you next time.